This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. How are you, Patrick? What are we? Is this week three or week four? I've lost track of quarantine. I have no idea. Cause, Me neither. Uh, I do what I do. <laughs> you know, I'm. Uh, I, I get out a couple of times a day. I'm. Uh, you know, I take pleasure drives. And now, what happened? Okay. I looked at my. I looked at my phone yesterday. Said it was going to be 67 and sunny. Or was I looking at the wrong town? What's what? What is this? I thought it was supposed to be gorgeous today. I was ready to take the top down and uh, take a leisure drive, and it's up. Gray, ugly day. I, I don't get it. I thought it was supposed to be a nice Tuesday. And you know what? Maybe that... I was maybe I was looking at somebody. Maybe when I looked at my phone, the wrong city popped up. Maybe they were talking about Kansas City or something. It's entirely possible. Des Moines, Cedar Rapids, something like that. Who knows? Yeah, I could have been. Could have been. Anyway, I'm very disappointed. I thought that when I was looking forward to today. Uh, so. Uh, Yesterday, now when I talked to Derek yesterday, I was able to sit out on the deck and do it, but now I'm afraid I get wet, so I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, uh, so uh, you just mentioned to me the Kevin Garnett explosion on uh, Glenn Taylor. I guess uh, we don't have to worry about the uh, retirement of uh, Kevin's jersey. Uh, I, I don't think, even if uh, Glenn were to sell that team in the next couple of years, I don't think anybody would be begging him to come back after this, do you? Uh, considering he called Glenn a snake in about four different ways and dropped a few yeah, F-bombs. Snake and, yeah. uh, and uh, went, went to the mother of all uh, slurs. So uh, that's, uh, yeah, I'd say that uh, the, the we now know that uh, this man uh, this man can uh, carry a grudge. Woof. Oh, God, yes. And, I mean, I, we'd have to figure out what the number is, but... Then uh, Glenn gave him 120 the first time, right? And then there was another contract there that yes. ended up. So it's got to be, uh, it's got to be well over 200 mil, right? Yes. I, you know what I'd love to know? I'd love to know what Flip told Kevin Kevin was going to get. Yeah, that's true. Who the does? second time. I mean, let's face it. This whole thing, this, you know, Kevin would have, you know, the whole thing changed when Flip died. Uh, it. Uh, he felt like uh, Taylor obviously felt like he had to get somebody in to run the run the operation, mm-hmm. and Kevin certainly was not uh, the guy to do that. Now, long term, maybe uh, maybe Kevin and Sam Mitchell would have turned into a fine team for running this team, but 
you know, I, I don't think that uh, whatever promises uh, he was perceived to have made to him uh, were certainly uh, blown off the radar by the Flip's unexpected death. When those, uh, you know, even when Flip got sick, nobody thought it was going to turn to this. No. Nope. Including Flip. Nope. Yeah. I mean, in, I mean, I talked to Flip uh, when he told me he was going back to Mayo uh, for a couple of days, and then he'd be home because he thought he was going to get my, like his last maybe treatment or something, mm-hmm. and uh, whatever was happening. And then he was going to. Then he said we could we could talk, and he he talked to me about what he'd been through. And you know, two weeks later, I'm here, and he's not going to make it. That uh, you know, he just had this, and you know, a a, a form of treatment that has worked. Uh, uh, time and time again, as, as leukemia has become more and you know more under uh, under control. I mean, it used to be a death sentence and and uh, whatever form of this uh, you know the blood disease that he had, and uh, you know he just it just got him and it, it, you know and, and it surprised everyone, including Flip. I can guarantee you because uh, two weeks before uh, he just you know collapsed one day and was in a coma and did everything they could to save his life. But uh, that ain't Glenn Taylor's fault. So uh, whatever promises were made, uh, I think they probably, if nothing was signed, I think they was they were null and void once flip time. So, yeah. Anyway. So K- KG told Shams, uh, he said, quote, Glenn and I had an understanding before Flip died, and when Flip died, that understanding went with Flip. For that, I won't forgive Glenn. I won't forgive him. Before that, I thought he was a straight-up person, straight-up businessman, and when Flip died, everything went with him. So that, the, the question then becomes simply, what did you think? Were, were you going to get the team? Were you going to get a part of the team? Were you going to be an executive? Don't know at this point. So He doesn't tell us what those He does not, which is what I want to know now. I wonder, was he going to, did he think he was going to be assistant GM, becoming GM, when Flip stepped aside, or what? Right. We don't know what the, it would be nice to know what he feels that, uh, buying a piece of the team, maybe. Uh, I, I wouldn't, you know, if if uh, Kevin was going to pay whatever the going rate was for 5%, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't imagine Glenn pulled that off the table, but I, I have no idea. But you know what, Pat? Th- this but gets... I tell you one thing, it's uh, it's uh, it's amazing. The, uh, this guy, I told, I was saying this yesterday. I really liked him his first few years here, but man, he became sensitive. Oof! I mean, he got. Uh, you know when a lot of it started? Actually, it's been a while. He got all those rips in 2004. From nationally, when he made that thing, we're bringing our howitzers, we're bringing our guns, we're bringing our knives for that game. And a lot of people, you know, he'd gotten a little sensitive before that, but he got ripped nationally for comparing it to war and stuff. Remember that? Yep. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, I think that uh, by, he was already sensitive, I guess, but he just changed completely. And then, of course, when Springwell went off and Cassell went off and he didn't have his guys anymore to win with then he got really bitter. So he got really uh he got really he got really hard to deal with the last few years. I mean he was always hard to deal with in the sense that he made us wait forty five or fifty minutes after every game. But uh, I love that. Was, uh, 
he he was a good kid. He was a you know he was a fun guy when you actually got a chance to talk to him at least the first four or five years. But uh, things changed for sure. But you know what, Patrick? This goes back to the long-held, long-standing, and always true Roycey theory on the Wolves because Flip worked his ass off to bring back KG, right, and to repair yes. what was so, sort of a fractured deal with Glenn at the time. Flip, you know, went to all that work, even when they tried yeah. to do the right thing. It worked out the wrong way. It worked the wrong way. This has worked out as wrong as any. But here's the other deal. Yep. Did Flip really tell him you don't have to play? <laughs> We're going to bring, you know, it, it, was, it was a complete fraud from the start, bringing him back. Did he, did he, he never played a road game, did he? Maybe one? Maybe one, yeah. yeah it was very, and yeah. He played, about, he played about six or seven games. So the deal was. <laughs> You know, Flip was exactly up front about selling this, right? They filled up the arena and blah, blah, blah. KG's back, and then he never played again. Well, that's uh, true. He didn't play know, much, he played yeah. A, played, a, played a few home games. Well, look it up. He played like seven games. Yep. No, I did a couple days ago. Tw- there were 20-some left. So it was a fraud, you know, whatever. I, I wonder if Glenn, you know, I wonder if it's Flip even told Glenn that he had it. With the, he wasn't going to have to play any games. I, I don't know. No, it all started though, really, even before this, when uh, Glenn was quoted as when was Glenn quoted as saying that he, he quit on us? Wasn't that after he went that to Boston? Was before, the wasn't that before Flip brought him back? Oh yeah, yeah. Back. No, no. That that was, I believe, in Kevin's first year in Boston. <laughs> yeah, sometime about why Whatever that quote was, but I think that was why Flip worked so hard to to uh, you know put things back together. It was because uh, because he, he felt like Kevin was like the symbol of the franchise, and uh, but you know the, the the comeback. If we, I think, if we didn't like Flip so well, mm-hmm. we would have hacked him a lot more on the comeback, on the fraud of that comeback. That they, oh, by the way, we're bringing KG back, come on to the arena, and he's really not going to play. <laughs> you know, he's going to play eight, eight out of 22 games or whatever the hell it was. So, anyway, that was a that – was, that, this thing is a – this thing was a the, – the Kevin return might not have been a mess if Flip had lived, but it was a mess from the start, really, when you think that he didn't play, and they, they basically – Pulled the, pulled the proverbial wool over the eyes of the fans when they brought him back. And now, and now KG's number five, distinguished number five, is going into the rafters in Boston. That's that's the uh, ultimate bleep you from Garnett and the Celtics. Yes, well, no, I think the ultimate bleep you is what he calls the owner a snake. Well, that that too, but I'm but I'm yeah. saying a guy who saved the franchise. And by the way, I. Get a check from it to buy at the Star Tribune. I'll, I'll mention that. And he's, you know, and I got to tell you this, newspaper wise, we're damn lucky to have him with everything else that's going on in the newspaper business. So, uh, well, and I also think, business, yeah. I also, I also think the Star Tribune is more important to this town than the Timberwolves. Let me put it that way. So anyway, uh, as far as an entity that he's, uh, that he's been involved with. So that's uh, that there's no doubt about that in my mind either. So your your thoughts, Patrick, on everybody in baseball gathering up, going to 
Arizona, Phoenix, I believe, for uh, months on end, sequestering in hotels, only going to ballparks. By the way, I'm sure that I'm sure that all of those red-blooded baseball players are going to be more than happy to just stay in their hotel rooms and play Nintendo. This is one of the that great. Not, it, it is a stupid beyond belief it's, that you can't. It's comical. Yes, it's, you cannot say we're going to play this way just for our TV partners, basically. Uh, you you cannot do this until people can go out in public. You know, I'm not saying you have to have crowds of people. You know, you can have limited people. But you cannot say, I'm going to bring all my players down here and put them in a bunch of courtyards. And, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I don't – if I'm – if I'm players, I don't do it. I say the hell with you. You know, absolutely. So we'll, we'll, we'll live on our 170 million and see what happens here. This is now we. This is just a concept, still, right? Yes, yes. The, I mean, these things are all being floated, basically. I think to judge how people react to the ideas. Don't you think that every that everyone is afraid to say? We want to go down there once it's somewhat safe. Once it's somewhat safe, yep. we want to go down there, and Arizona's a good place to play the games because we got all the ballparks together. But I think they're afraid to say, and people say, well, what are you going to do uh, the players? Uh, you know, I think they're afraid to say, we're going to let the players make their own decisions, you know, as to whether they want to go walk around the park or, you know, Go get a grill and sit around and drink beers and uh, and uh, and stay six feet away. As long as we are still saying you got to stay six feet away from everybody, we can't do this. Okay. Part of we the can't do this. part of the plan I saw was to actually have players sit in the stands, distancing themselves by that six foot um, span <laughs> from their teammates. I mean, this is comical. No, plus the whole six feet thing is crap. You know, it's just all of a sudden, I'm six feet away, so I'm safe. That's idiotic. <laughs> yesterday, I said, they, you know, I went, go, went nuts yesterday because, uh, about a week ago, you're reading, you know, that this stuff can stay on a surface for 15 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And they say 15 minutes. Yesterday, they said three days. So what the hell? We don't if know. Walk, if somebody walked by a tree and put their hands on it, and they had this three days later, if I touch that tree, I'm in trouble. I, you got all the information they've given us is such crap, and so it, they're they're just throwing darts. And uh, you know, you have to get to a point where people can go out in public before. You can say we're going to play baseball games just because so Fox gives us most of our money and and, and the and the regional sports networks give us most of their money. Right. This would be the greatest thing that ever happened to the regional sports networks, right? Their ratings would be phenomenal. oh through the roof. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they don't care if anybody's in the stands. They'd be phenomenal. Yes. The Twins would be doing a twenty share. Yes. You know, instead of a three and a half, and think it's great. They'd be doing a, you know, this is all being done for the, the TV partners. And, uh, you know, if I'm the players and they tell me I'm doing this, I'm saying full salary, baby. 
Oh hell yeah! Are are you kidding? No. Yes. If I'm if I'm Nelson, I want my twelve. You know, the whole twelve. What what happens too when it's all for TV? They're 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 just being dis they're being dishonest here. And and you know what what happens too when let's say Nelson's family calls and says mom's got corona, he can't leave because if he leaves he can't come back. Well, and that's the other thing is the uh, somebody uh, somebody wrote it uh, a couple of days ago. What Derek told me. Okay, what happens when the first player that's down there gets tested? Right. You know, and, and test positive. Yep. Then do we shut her all down again and all get the plane and come home? I said yesterday that the uh, thermometer test before the game has got said that to you guys. You know that. We're going to have all line up before the game, and, and TV can show the people them all taking their people can show they're all taking their thermometer. And uh, I don't know what do we do now for thermometers? We probably don't stick it under the tongue like when you and I were kids, right? When we must, we probably have a little better way of doing it, right? Yeah, I think they stick it in the ear now. Is that right? And do do it quick okay. that way. Well, they used to really, if they wanted it to be accurate, they'd stick it somewhere else. But oh, I remember I that. I, I remember I that as a youngster. To, don't talk about that. <laughs> we don't. I don't think we want to put that part. Those on aren't TV fond so memories, Pat. <laughs> Those aren't fond <laughs> memories when Mom would. Oh no. No, no. Okay, stick it there. But this is, you know, we just gotta. Come on, Mayo Clinic. Let's go here. Come on, Mayo. Let's go here. You got to be able to give us a test here within within a week to find out who can go out in public and who can't. Come on, let's go. When are we getting the vaccine, you know, was, baby? That that's what I want to know. Uh, well, we're going to get the vaccine after that, but first we got to know who can who can go out who can go out in public or not. Yes, yes. Do you, are we going to do? You know, are we going to put a little? You know, uh, you know, like Ash Wednesday marks on her forehead if we're able if we're able to go out or aren't able to go out. But scarlet letters. So yeah. if someone here's doesn't other, have it, you'll be like, thing. "Oh." I said that. I said this yesterday. Here's the other thing. A week ago, they said, "Okay, boy, if we make it through this week, we're going to be okay." And now they're now they say, "Well, we were wrong." Now this week's Armageddon. Yep. So if we make it through this week, then is next week Armageddon? You know, I, at this point, who knows? I think I think they're lying to scare the doggies out of us. That's what I think. What to keep us inside? Yes. I mean, you might be right, but New New York's such a mess that yeah, it is. I know. I'm not. I'm not you know, who knows? I'm just saying. I'm not innocent. They can't keep moving the goalposts. So. Yeah. They give us the goalposts, or or don't give us the goalposts. But don't say, oh, boy, if you stay in this week, if you stay in, if you all stay in this week. Yeah. Then, well, let's just, this is, if we get through this week, we're fine. Well, well let's just then, say the truth, which is stay home for, our advice is don't leave in April. That's what they want to yeah. say. Just tell us that. <laughs> yes. It's a month. Yes. It sucks, but again. too bad. Yeah, but, but they say don't you, don't leave in April, but you can go out, you can go outside. You go for right. food. You can do, you know. But you can't you go to ball games. You can't yeah. go. You know, don't don't go to the park and try and play basketball, you idiots. You know, that's not that hard. Yeah, but yesterday I was. Uh, where was I? Two days ago, and it was nice, and it was uh, kind of an obscure place I was. 
that was a track meet, man. <laughs> Bikes. Yeah. <laughs> there were people all over the place. But because, you know, I, I don't know. But how do I know that I don't have some of it over here on the curtains? You know, when I, I look out the curtains. Who, who knows? You know, I mean, it's, Here's what you need, Patrick. Yeah. A coronavirus flashlight. That's yeah, what we need. You you like the blood splatter. Yesterday, we want to be able to see it. Yeah. We want to be able to Show see me the dots. That. Show me the dots. Yeah, I, want to, I want to see those little wormy things that they're showing us. I don't know. I'm, uh, I know one thing. I'm finishing up my, uh, my seven game hopes then right now. Yep. And when that's over, I'm going to be getting cream cheese wontons. <laughs> I guarantee you. I am going to say, you know, I just, you used to, in your drinking days, you'd finish a, you'd finish a piece or you'd cover a game and you'd be happy it was over and satisfied with the work. So you'd have a few drinks. Oh yeah. This is a, now. Now, of course, you celebrate with food. And in this case, I'm going. I'm heading for the cream cheese wontons when this is over. <laughs> anyway, well, you deserve them. And yes, how many people have gotten your project? I uh, I'd say it's running. I'm getting a lot of really nice emails, and then others said, "This is a big miss, Ricey. Why didn't you just write about the games when they were played?" <laughs> Because I didn't want to. Okay, I wanted to be able to use some jokes like today. You know, Nelson Cruz struck out against Johan, looked bad. He was 27 and he was just getting started. And I said, this guy isn't going to be collecting many more paychecks in the big leagues. You know, he was 27 then. So if you don't get the jokes, they'll let you. You know, that's that's uh, you know that's 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 my theory. I don't know. How, they're lucky that uh, the ones who don't get it now are lucky it's not like 20 years ago with satire because we would have just written I would have just written it you know like it happened yesterday without any explainers or with right you know, with just the little footnote saying this game was played on such and such a date boom wow and uh but now now we have to hit them over the head with the idea that we're just having a little fun here we can't just we can't just go with the satire and i don't blame them i think the main reason for that i guess i said this Terry was is because of the internet because this stuff lives on the internet you know now it, you know 20 years ago if you 25 years ago if you wrote satire it just went away you know it just was a wave on the ocean but now it now it lives on the internet so if you have a if you have a headline like "Twins Lose Opener Six to Nothing" in 2020, it it lives. So, do you know what else, Pat? I think 20 years ago we assumed that the majority of the people got it, and then came yeah. Twitter. And the one thing you realize quickly on Twitter is, especially when it comes to satire, um, yes. 85% of the people don't get it, and I think we're now scared because because we realize what a small faction of the population actually gets the joke. Yeah, that's, uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I, I've been looking at the comments some days. Some struck a nerve and got a few comments, and, like, one of them, I guess it was yesterday's only, or today's when it appeared, uh, only got three or four comments, and one of them said about the Nelson crew, Cruz jokes said like, yeah, I think some people think these are the stories I wrote, you know, 
and mm-hmm. that they're just being they're just being slapped back in there or something. And somebody says, "Yeah, another great prediction by Rice." <laughs> solution is far more fun than just writing the exact same thing again. So, <laughs> yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, I can see the, uh, I, I think it's lasted too long, though, because I can see the editors really get bored. Like today we had a headline that pointed out this was Santana's last great game for the Twins. Well, we're not supposed to be doing that because we don't know what's coming after this, theoretically. Oh, right? so the joke was lost. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> joke. Well, I think, and I think they just said, I think somebody just said, I've been trying to put a headline on this crap for five days. I'm just going to go the easy way out and say, Santana's last great game. Boom. Anyway, I don't care. I don't care. Oh, I'm, uh, Today, we really are in the far back machine today. The 1962 game with Harmon and, uh, Harmon and Allison hit, uh, Grand Slams in the bottom of the first inning. They scored 11 runs in the bottom of the first. I was there as a 16 year old kid who just moved to Prior Lake, borrowed the old man's station wagon and drove down, went to the game by myself. And in the richest tradition of my old man, sneaked down to the third row and watched the game. Wow. Yeah. Didn't yeah. get busted, huh? Yeah. No, gorgeous afternoon in July. Nice. You know what else is interesting? What's that? Cleveland, Cleveland was here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday in the middle of July. Uh huh. Both the wet, both the Wednesday and Thursday games were afternoon games. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, why? In that year, I can buy that, yeah. Yeah, but a Wednesday afternoon, I mean, there would be no reason to play it at, at in the afternoon, but they just did. The Calvin might have had lunch, might have had a dinner engagement. Might have said, "Ah, hey, we might want to go to dinner that night. We should make up the schedule, make it an afternoon game." I don't know why, but uh, but I remembered. I looked at it and I said, "It was an afternoon game. I was there. It was gorgeous." And and but then there was a game on Thursday, so then I started to have doubts. But I looked it up; they were both day games. Hmm. So, uh, and I bet uh, they both went approximately two twenty-four, Pat. Uh, here's a good, here's a good one for you. Two, 14 to three. Yeah. 14, how long would it take us to play 14 to three today? Three, three hours and 50 minutes. Three Even ten. when the team gets 11 in the first. 310? Yeah, 310. 218. 218. God bless America. Man, it was better back then. No pandemics, shorter baseball games. Yeah, but you know what was amazing? The most amazing thing I've seen in this Looking back at all this stuff, the Twins uh, opener against the Yankees. Yep. Uh, what, 
season opener again. No, this was not this series. It was when I did the Pedro Ramos piece, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the on the real opener. Fourteen thousand home opener. What? Fourteen thousand in nineteen sixty one, and they were defending World Series. No, they lost to Pittsburgh. They lost to Pittsburgh, but they'd been to the World Series the previous year, and they fourteen uh, thousand. Fourteen. We'd be panicked now. Panic stricken. <laughs> oh yes, panic stricken to say the least. And when the twins in nineteen seventy what nah, what what game was I writing about? The nineteen sixty seventy six opener. When they had a beautiful day and they had thirty seven thousand mm-hmm. and they had to hold the game up. Mm-hmm. That was the opening this is their there's, this is their 15th year in Minnesota. That was the opening grid day record by 15, by 13,000. It's remarkable. 13,000 more than they'd ever had. Yeah, we could look back at the good old days, but we never did. Two million people was like a, a mountain that, uh, you know, you couldn't climb. And, and, and now when the pandemic's over and baseball comes back, we might be back to those days. That's for sure. Especially if you do something as stupid as this Arizona. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think this is going to uh, t- take place. Hey, you know what? Did, did you uh, – th- the one thing that's, that stood out to me is in the past two or three days, uh, hockey, basketball, and baseball have all come out with proposals of how they're going to start now. I don't think it's yeah. a coincidence that, if I'm not mistaken, the President of the United States on Saturday held a conference call with the sports leagues basically yeah. saying, I'd like to see us starting. And now they're yeah, go ahead. And now they're at least trying to act like, oh, sure, we've got ideas. Yeah, well, yes, and it's and they're when they get, get heat, they're saying, "Well, we're following the president's." They were, you know, that was all a big conspiracy. To uh, certainly, Trump would like to get him play it again. Yes, uh, but uh, but it's not, you know, it's it's the, the fact that he gave them permission basically is right. uh, you know, part part of the reason. So, what are we gonna? What is hockey gonna do? They're gonna if if hockey does this, yep. they're not gonna leave teams like the Wild on the outside, right? They're probably gonna have a like a play-in game or something, right? Don't I, you think? Yeah, Don't you think they'll have like the bottom. They'll they'll put the top four from each conference in, and then have everybody else play a one and done or two out of three. And their idea what is not it? everybody else, not every not everybody else, but the next eight at least in each. So you'd put 24, just like the old days, you'd put 24 of the 31 in the playoffs, just like when they used to put in 16 out of 21. And they would send what? The the Wild and a bunch of teams, they're talking about going up to uh, the Ralph and Grand Forks. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but what the hell? For what purpose? Why why would you go up there? Sequester them again. The, the whole thing is to play in front in empty. The whole wink-wink thing is to play in empty buildings or stadiums in towns where they so can. Why wouldn't they play in the XL and keep it empty? Uh, because they they would want all the players sequestered together from teams to basically quarantine them in hotels. So like they wouldn't want oh. they wouldn't want like the wild and the black. The guy to have to walk. They have to walk all the way over to the hotel and yeah. find St. Paul or something. Exactly. All right, sir. I think we're done here. I'm uh, being given the wrap up sign by our guy Jonathan. Well, if Jonathan uh, Jonathan's MLS, they're still holding out for a full schedule. Damn it! 
It'll be Labor Day, and they'll be saying, we're going to play the whole game. Yeah, they can play on, on Christmas. They don't yeah. care. All right. All righty, sir. We'll see you. All right, if we get through this week, damn it, then we're going to have her whipped. <laughs> or not. I'll talk to you later, Roy. Until next week, until the next week, they say, no, we were lying last week. This is really the big week. Yeah, this is the big week. See you later. Bye. Hey there, it's Phil Mackey for Federated Mutual Insurance Company, and Federated is here to give business owners out there peace of mind. You pour your life and energy into a business, and the last thing you want is for something to happen that puts you on the defense, and that's where Federated comes in. Based in Owatonna, Minnesota, over a century of experience, and standing behind business owners. If you're a business owner and you want some more peace of mind, go to federatedinsurance.com to find out more about your local federated marketing representative. Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours. Planning to buy a new boat this year? Glenn Perkins here from my friends at Nelson Marine. The Nelson Marine difference is about customer service and a knowledgeable team of sales and service pros. Two large showrooms filled with an impressive inventory of the best brands in the business. London Crestliner Fishing Boats, South Bay Pontoons, powered by Yamaha, Suzuki, Mercury, and Evinrude. Nelson Marine has been creating happy customers for 75 years. Visit their showroom on Highway 61 in White Bear Lake online at nelsonmarine.biz. Nissan has been committed to the EV game since 1947. Their EVs have traveled 8 billion miles. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. From the North Pole to the Formula E track to your co-worker's garage, put the electric in EV with the Nissan Aria and the Nissan LEAF. Visit NissanUSA.com to learn more. Nissan, EVs that electrify.